All right. I'm clapping. We're live. We're Wait, live. You clapped? <laughs> I clapped. I clapped. We're live. With We're doing a, this live. We're doing this live. Hey, guys. It's been a, a little bit since our last episode of Towel Light Talk, but this is Casey with episode 203, and with Woo. me as always... This is Chris. That's it. That's so... It. This is yeah, li- as live as we're getting. Like last this time we did this show, you and I were live in person, which was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now um, you're back on the other side of the globe. So, you know, <laughs> I am. I am. But uh, we're going to have a good episode and we're really excited for you guys to join us. So here's the thing. We keep it real loose um, with these things. Uh, just if you have something to comment on what we're talking about do it. I'll pop it up on the screen. We'll react to what you're saying. And, uh, you know, we're gonna have a lot of fun. So let's get into some, some news here. Um, but before we do, we do want to take a minute here and kind of pay our respects to Richard Donner, the uh, filmmaker, the innovator who passed away last week. Um, dude lived a good life. I think he was like 91 and, uh, you know, like, some of my favorite movies of all time with Superman and the Goonies. Um, just a really prolific filmmaker and uh, really sad to hear him, you know, hear that he passed away. So, you know, our, our, our geeky thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends there. Uh, so we just kind of want to give a moment of silence to Mr. Richard Donner. Yeah, so if you guys are Richard Donner fans and you're you're tuning in live tonight, uh, let us know. You know what what your favorite film of his is, uh, and um, if you're not live and you're just listening to this podcast as you as you do, that's fine. You can let us know too. You can email us <laughs> at uh, you know don't forget a towel one at gmail.com or defatentertainment at gmail.com. Uh, but before we get into everything, let's talk about what we're geeking out on. Chris, what are you, what are you geeking out on, my friend? A lot, honestly. <laughs> Probably the most I've geeked out on, like a spread of things. So I mean, I've been uh, I'm playing like five different video games right now, uh, just because I'm trying to do this Metroid marathon, uh, and then Moses and I are going to do a podcast about that. Uh, just a bo- special bonus episode. So look forward to that in September. Uh, so I'm playing some Metroid Fusion. And I'm doing backwards in that. In that, I tried to play Prime, but I got really frustrated with the controls once again, and I put it down. Uh, so I'm just going to do the side-scrolling uh, games for this marathon. Also, I got into the Forgotten Realms books uh, over my vacation. I started re- reading the the Drist uh, tr- trilogy, the first book there, and I blew through that because i just i loved it so much so now i'm just like i'm on like this D D high with like the dark alliance game that came out so i'm also playing that uh reading that we're gonna be playing some D soon so all about it um also i got into magic the gathering arena which is the you know the online card game oh, so man. i'm not gonna collect cards anymore but i will play it online because again with the the forgotten realms crossover the one of the geekiest things has ever happened uh so i could go on um but i don't know man <laughs> black widow 
<laughs> been watching. I started Sequest again last night. Did you know that Sequest, the first two episodes, are directed by Irvin e- Kirshner? No, that's yes. No. <laughs> Yes, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I never knew that either. And looking at it from a new perspective, it just these better be like, the best episodes of a TV I, show ever. They were great. Yeah, actually, I was like, "Man, this this is high quality." And this this was the '90s, and one of my favorite shows. So, going back as an adult, watching that uh, on on Peacock. So, good times. That Darwin time. man, right? Yeah, yeah. Ruben shares your love uh, of Sequest. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. Uh, for that, so it's like my I'm uh, geeking out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just no, no, say, it's fine. <laughs> it's like my alternate future for like Chief Brody if he didn't die, you know, off screen before exactly. Jaws three. This exactly. is what this is what he did in the future. So yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Jonathan Brandis. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm geeking out on uh, rewatching Deadwood. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched it when it came out. The movie came out last year, and I. I didn't want to watch it until I had rewatched the series. So I'm, I'm going back with that. And um, I just started Fear Street, the first movie, I guess, episode. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, very good so far. I used to read those books as a kid. You know, the adult goosebumps, as it were, still R.L. Stein, But this, this show... And it takes place in the 90s, in the mid-90s, 94, so before things got really horrible. Um, because really, until 1996, it's still the 80s. The fashions may have changed, some of the music's changed, but it's really still the remnants of the 80s. So uh, I I am really digging this a lot, so I can't wait to keep watching it. Um, so yeah, uh, Griff uh, Ray says, I used to watch Sequest, good show. I'm sure you did, Ray. It was a good show. I used to watch it too, man. Uh, so let's get into some Marvel news here. Black Widow, $218 million worldwide. $60 million of it came from Disney Plus alone. Those are previous numbers. Those are the numbers of yesteryear. They, they compared it to Rise of Skywalker numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, we talked about it for years about how these companies really do need to incorporate the digital component and Disney is doing it right. Okay, 30 bucks. Okay, did you really lose out? You lost out. This is what happened. There was a family of four who couldn't afford to all go see Black Widow. So they waited until they could rent it. But now that family of four says 30 bucks. We can provide our own candy and popcorn. I'll pay for that. You know what I mean? So like, did you really lose out on money? No, you didn't. In fact, you're probably, you know, $60 million is nothing to scoff at. That's a Blumhouse opening. So uh, I think they, I think they knocked it out of the park with this. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, my, my, my point of view on this whole thing. Um, And the fact that, you know, if I didn't want to go to theater, I could watch it. I watched the day, the opening day. I didn't get any spoilers, which, you know, would be rampant everywhere within 45 minutes of it even airing. So, of course. you know how it works. Um, but you know what? For me, it's just like, I, it was just easier. And I think it's just that yeah. when you make 60 million off this, there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. Um, I don't want to talk my feelings on the movie because you haven't seen it yet. So we'll I do that not. eventually. But, um, you know, if you're going to do like a direct, like a direct to DVD movie, might as well just put it on, on Disney plus. Right. 
But exactly. that's the point. Like that 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 format of viewing is beautiful. Like those shows, top notch. So it's like you have this, it's not TV, you have this perfect platform, like you said. Yep. Yep. Uh Joaquin says spent over $120 for a movie outing this past weekend. $30 is a great price. Exactly. You know, you got you got a couple kids, you know, Ray says 60 million right in Disney's pocket, also. That's right. Yes. You're not spending, you're not you're not sharing that with Regal or, you know, anyone else. So that's, that's it. It's good for families. It's good for consumers. It's apparently good for Disney. So I I think, Hey, let's, uh, let's keep it going. Um, Chris, can you take this next piece of news? Cause I didn't read this. Yeah. It's just a couple of things that Kevin Feige said over the last few weeks here, uh, that with, with the hype for Black Widow and now uh, the obvious, you know, um, payout that came with it, uh, they're going to be looking at doing more prequel movies. So I don't know how I really feel about that. Um, I'll move on to the next thing. Uh, the other one is no more <laughs> multi-movie contracts for actors. So it's like they they're not going to say, "Hey, Chris Hemsworth, you're locked into seven movies." Um, it's it's going to be more like a la carte. I okay. I'll respond to the first thing. I don't give a shit. I'll respond to the second thing. Um, that's weird. You know, maybe they lost out financially by signing Tom Hiddlesworth or something like that. Like maybe that's why. But it's like if you, what I always understood from a Marvel standpoint was that you got paid really low up front. So like maybe you made ten million dollars obviously not that low in our world, but you know what I mean? Like, or something less, maybe a million dollars. But every time you do something, you're getting paid more money. So like by the end of it, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I made a million dollars off of Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, but like by infinity war, it's like all that has added up to make more than any other actor would have normally made. So like, I don't know. I, I guess to me that always made sense. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I also look at it from the uh, like the point that we have all these new characters coming in and they can take over these other roles of people and they can do that again and again. But then when you talk about like, all right, you're going to cast the Fantastic Four, all those actors, you're not going to give them like a five movie contract to say you're going to the Fantastic Four needs to be all over phase five because you're just introducing them at the end, you know, so Right. I I'm here and there with it because as we kind of see like now we're gonna have like three different people with Captain Mar you know, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Photon. It's like if you want if Carol Dammers doesn't, you know, appear in a movie, then you got a, you know another character to, to fill in there. So I it's an interesting thing. Um I don't know if it really pan out. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out how it goes. Uh, and then we got what if they've got a trailer, a poster. I actually didn't watch the trailer. And the reason why is because, again, I'm in. I, I you know, I don't I don't want to even any spoilers more than our, what I already know. Yeah, that's I've had some issues with like toys, right? So toys have been spoiling a, a few different things and I've been reading yeah. about it. So I watched it. I wish I hadn't watched it to it, you know, because I didn't want to really see as much as I did, I knew a lot of what was going to happen because I've read the, the rundowns, but you're right. I mean, right. It's just, 
it, I mean, it's going to be amazing. It's such a cool concept. I'm not really yeah. keen on a, on the animation as much, um, but I'll I'll be okay with it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it reminds me of Rebel or um, what's the other one that we don't watch? Oh, <laughs> Resistance. Star- yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Hmm. Yeah, cell shaded, uh, almost like it's not stop motion, but it's not fluid. It's really kind of like. Eh, I don't give a shit about that animation, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but but I'll still watch. It's gonna show. be a great show. Great so show. <laughs> Speaking of great shows, great everything. Loki uh, finale comes out uh, tomorrow at the time of this recording, and that's it. I just I love it, and honestly, this is my favorite show. I, I yes, I can watch the last one, and I'm sure it will only solidify it. But like, the show is epic all, through and through. Yeah, it's it's really smart. It's going even farther past the point where Marvel doesn't, you know, they don't exactly adapt things from the books. Here, they're just going totally off, you know, off kilter. So, yeah. what an amazing show! What I mean, the number of Easter eggs and wacky stuff that they've done so far. It's just, it's you know, it's a comic book lovers, you know, wet dream. This this show. It's just everybody's complained about some stuff from the last two shows here and there, and this kind of yeah. just. It's all of that and just sweeps it under the rug and just says, hey, we, we can do a bunch of great shows and just be patient. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's complained about Loki thing also, which is cool. No, um, no, exactly. Yeah, people people really dig it. Uh, oh, okay, did you let's know that jump across act about uh, Chris Hemsworth did the voice of Thor Frog? <laughs> yeah, Throg. Yeah, I saw that. I don't, I don't even remember. Like, I watched it and I was like, did that even make a sound i mean whatever yeah Fine. i heard his voice and i was like what was that nice. i need to go back and watch it and and then i saw the, the easter egg stuff so that's cool yeah. that's so cool. funny, so <laughs> funny. uh yep. what's what's happening across the pond let's jump across the pond uh not too much news from dc uh but we are getting a show uh based on madam xanadu uh so with you know jj abrams adapting uh Justice League Dark for HBO Max. Uh, we're going to also be getting, I guess, probably a spinoff show. Um, so look forward to that on on HBO Max. I haven't really heard much about um, about Justice League Dark to begin with. So perhaps this leads into it. Uh, probably introduce some of the characters that will be on the show. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just I read an interesting thing. So the character is a sorceress who's helped the Suicide Squad and serves as a as the Spectre's spiritual advisor, um, and just kind of helps out the the Justice League Dark in general. So, uh, that's interesting because yes, it could have it could have movie ties, it could have TV ties. Um, I'm really curious about this whole JJ situation in general with, with Warner brothers and DC, it's almost like he's not coming in as a Kevin Feige, but he's definitely almost coming in as a, as a Zack Snyder, you know, he's kind of doing some architectural stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say more Dave Filoni. Um, so <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, there's Zach, only one. I don't Dave want, no, no, no. Actually, sorry. Zach there's Snyder. two Dave Filonis. One's J- George Lucas, and the other one right. is Dave Filoni. That's his, uh, actually, there's two George Lucases. One's a clone of him. Um, exactly. They, 
No, man, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to compare it. I'm not going to even say, hey, this DC project looks just like something like Zack Snyder because it's like that crashed and burned completely, unfortunately. So I I do agree with you that they're bringing him as in as some kind of like overseer. I mean, if he's attached to the Superman movie, that's, that's the movie side of things. And then we got the TV side of things on HBO Max. And then with the crisscrossing that they're doing with the shows already with the Suicide Squad, and the Batman, I guess we have the in front of everything, but um, the HBO Max is going to be just like we were talking about Disney Plus. This perfect, right. this perfect platform to just do things that you're not able to do on regular TV. Right, right, exactly. Rock and roll. Um, okay, yeah. what's next? Next up, uh, I guess the movie that's been in you know the works for at least a century, Black Adam. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it just wrapped up production today uh we did get a real teaser of dwayne johnson in the black adam costume from behind and stuff like that but that's cool i'm really excited to see footage from this movie uh pierce bronson is dr fate just kind of blows my mind um and just the rest of the jsa that they're involving as well kind of it's very different from what they're doing on tv with star girl uh so i love it uh and i can't wait to see him in this role yeah, you know, and it's funny, like in the in the caption, he wrote like this isn't one of Marvel and DC's like padded suits. Like this is like a form fitting suit because obviously no one's got the muscles like the rock at this time. You know what I mean? So I thought that that was really oh. kind of like a fun little ad in there that like this dude's costume is like it's made for him in his physique. So he's going to yeah. be like just decimating everyone <laughs> and i can't wait absolutely absolutely that's one of my one of the ones i'm really really looking forward to um then last up in dc news just today uh young justice season four was announced to be coming out on october 21st so you get an early birthday present um a couple of yeah. days early <laughs> uh yeah but that's awesome man. I, I, you, you know go ahead no go ahead. it is you know it's it's just that was one of those shows where you had always told me you got to watch, you got to watch it. And finally, when we got DC universe, I did. And I absolutely loved it. So I am excited for this season four. Didn't know about that release date. Uh, like you said, early birthday present. So can't wait. Did you, did you truly start justice league? <laughs> we are three episodes in because I'm watching nice. it with my daughter. <laughs> excellent excellent so far so good <laughs> report back to me I, I, I need to know your uh of your course. opinion on the show so of course excellent excellent tv um let's jump over that galaxy far far away uh not too much either here we're uh we're kind of in the middle of bad batch now uh we don't have much else coming right this year for star wars uh well other than the thing you're about to say exactly no exactly. we really we have no shows oh uh, no sorry this year we have uh book of boba oh yes that's this year end of so, the year end of the year yeah that's end right. of the year sorry sweet um so talk yeah. about the next thing yeah <laughs> yeah let's talk about visions uh the anime anthology series that's coming uh in september uh it's actually got a date september 22nd uh we got a nice behind the scenes look at it uh just popped up the other day i, I really liked i really liked the uh what they did with that because just how people were so excited to be involved uh to create you know things for the saga uh and just be telling new stories from you know from a totally different 
point of view, I guess I should say, from a different cultural standpoint uh, and just infusing, you know, Japanese culture into these stories, uh, which actually makes me really excited for that that Ronin book, which we got a uh, first look at, which I'll, we can leave when we actually do the show on uh, on the air air. Uh, I'll leave that link in the show notes. Uh, you can check it out. They got the cover and everything. And the the story behind it sounds amazing. It's like this wandering Sith uh, Ronin. So it's a very, uh, I think that's a really cool character to, you know, make a book like this about. Yeah, this, you know, watching that look at uh, at Visions, it's just, you know, I, re- I have the Star Wars manga from back in the day, and I remember being like, wow, this would be really cool. And then, what was it, like a couple of years ago, someone did uh, an anime style of, uh, you know, a section of the OT, and I was like, okay, great. And now they're fully embracing it, and it just, it just makes sense, honestly, like, when you're reading about it and now seeing things from it, it's just one of those like natural, like it should exist because those animators, that culture, they love Star Wars just as much as the Western culture. So please, I can't wait to see it. And Star Wars is based on Eastern culture, you know, as well. So. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. You're going to do Forbidden Fortress or whatever, Hidden Fortress and uh, Kira Asawa. Like, yeah, thank you. Darth, Darth Vader is a samurai, basically. You know. The rings, the rings, the ring so theory is it, at work. Uh, um, yeah, so really looking forward to that. Uh, so check all that out this fall. But uh, a little game called The Old Republic is uh, celebrating its 10th anniversary. So the MMO, uh, which lets you basically delve into the, the Star Wars galaxy and has some of the coolest, uh, I would say, say like animated cg movies uh around that's some of the coolest star wars content i've ever watched I, sure. I played tour a little bit i am um, not a big mmo guy but uh i it's very popular and this new uh this new anniversary uh this new version that's coming out it's going to make it easier for new players to get on board so anybody who's interested check it out yeah i'm uh i like i've played it as well and again with mmos i <laughs> It's not for a lack of not liking. It's I'm intimidated, you know, and now you're, you know, it's 10 years. Like, yeah, let me in. Like, let me let me come in and then say goodbye to my <laughs> my old family. <laughs> yeah, I did that with the original. What was that? What was that game? Galaxies? Oh, I forgot what that the very I first know. MMO. I would play that endless hours. I loved that game. Maybe that's yeah. why I was a little bitter about this one, but whatever. Probably. Yeah, it sounds like me. Um, Do you remember Conan or Nintendo, Chris? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What about Earthworm Jim for the Nintendo 64? One of my favorites. Don't you wish you had it? I do. I really do sometimes. Okay, but what about some of those old games that you had, and you're maybe just kind of looking to clean out your collection and make a little cash? Would I be able to trade them for anything? Well, I've got the answer for you. Ridley's Gaming Realm is your one-stop shop for great gaming discussion, as well as the place for retro buying, selling, and trading without the fees and dramas of the other selling sites. Really? No drama? (laughs) Well, you know, we try to avoid the drama there. So they pride themselves on having over a year of zero reported scams. 
You can find them on Facebook. Just search Ridley's Gaming Realm. That's Ridley's, R-I-D-L-E-Y-S. Or click on the link in the show description. Is that Ridley, like, from Metroid? (laughs) Hmm. And uh, make sure to tell them that D-Fat sent you. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Next up, uh, let's jump over to comic news. Uh, some big stuff from Marvel. Um, this next, this There's a new big crossover coming this fall um and it's called dark ages marvel's got a crossover (laughs) yes crazy (laughs) but you know what though this actually sounds interesting to me unlike numerous other things that i'm not interested in when i hear about them but this uh comes out this september it's by uh dfat favorite tom taylor teaming up with ivan uh coelho uh for a thrilling new vision of the marvel universe from dark ages so this is this is kind of what I'm getting at. These these stories where they're kind of doing what like Infinite Frontier did, they, or um, and Future State, and every other time a comic book you know title goes and tells an Elseworld stories or whatever what if story. <laughs> um, this is this is stuff I love um, because I like to stay out of continuity sometimes because it does get kind of convoluted. But this kind of stuff sounds really cool. So. Um, this level series will see heroes from every corner of the Marvel Universe unite against a new threat and fail. Their defeat will usher in an exciting new age full of heartbreaking loss and unimaginable stakes. As the world is remade, fans will meet fascinating new versions of their favorite heroes as they fight to overcome insurmountable odds and restore hope to the universe. Yeah. That. I, I love it. I love that they fail. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I hate to be like that but you know like what's that mean for these heroes so um and tom taylor you know fantastic writer so yeah i'm all about it cannot wait uh to check it out for sure it's like marvel's injustice get ready Mm -hmm. um sadly though uh black panther the new series that was due out uh is going to be delayed three months uh this one was written by john ridley uh with juan cabal and um, this is also wow. with um, Alex Ross covers. All the cover A is Alex Ross. So every time they do that, I got to buy every single one of them. Um, anyways, it was <laughs> planned to be out in August. And now it's uh, due to arrive on Mar- uh, December 1st. December 1st. Huh. Okay. Well, that stinks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Cuts down on my comic bill for the month. So it's good. Correct. Also true. Also true. Um. DC, after uh, putting out The Long Halloween and soon The Long Halloween Part 2, the latest animated movie, uh, 
the series is going to get a the comics is going to get a new special, which is going to continue uh, the critically acclaimed story. So look forward to that because Jeff Loeb and Tim Saylor both coming back for this uh, and going to kind of try to do a little money maker here for DC. Jeff Loeb, to the best of my knowledge, hasn't done anything in a while. Um, Except get fired by Marvel. Right. So, yeah. I don't even know. I should know say how disrespected been... by Marvel. Honestly. Can we buy this yet? Um, Shouldn't we be able to buy it right now? Because it's it's July, right? I just closed my link. <laughs> Uh, it's due out on it's due out on October twelfth. <laughs> so again, an early birthday present for you. Uh, oh, and it's yeah. also coming out around Halloween, so appropriate. We should have just assumed that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Geez, I want to buy this anyway. Yeah. Um. I'll let you know. That's interesting. That's when, interesting. I, when I see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. This is always also interesting. Um, oh yeah. If you, if you know human targets. <laughs> If um, if you watched that TV show back in the day and you didn't know it was based on a comic sh- a comic book, now you do. Um, but it was, and it's a, actually a really cool comic and a really cool, I guess, idea for a comic. And what I like about this is actually uh, this is going to be written by Tom King, and so he's going to be bringing him into like kind of like the DC proper in a way by trying to find out uh, who who killed. Um, I'm not sure here. I'm sorry, but one of he believes that one of the uh, the Justice League International, which is an interesting team to cover, is responsible. So he has 12 days, 12 days to find out who it was. Uh, so this is going to be a black black label title, um, and I can't even I can't even start with this because every time Tom King like I'm done with the Tom King series, and then the new <laughs> one starts, and I'm just like, can I have a break? But I, I love his stuff, so I'll just keep buying it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this quite a bit. Um, you know, the last time we got one was a Len Wein series in 2010 that like coincided with like the television show on Fox, which of course got canceled. Uh, so yeah, I you know I'm excited for sure, and I want to know more. The artwork is just absolutely incredible from Greg Smallwood and. Um, it's a 12 part series so i'll just i'll buy them you know what i mean i love yeah. tom king god damn it <laughs> exactly 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 yeah yeah just wrapping up his rorschach and strange adventures <clears throat> so that's that's coming to a close soon so and then he's been writing this crazy supergirl woman of tomorrow series that i'm really excited to read so yeah. gods so many comics so little time casey um and here's another one i was like oh look another catwoman series and then i read about it and it's called catwoman lonely city by cliff chang one of our all the way cliff chang one of our favorite peoples is doing all of it including the letters isn't that Mm -hmm. that amazing Mm -hmm. what have i uh i I, we met him at comic-con a couple times i we were always like I was in love with his art with uh, what was Azarello's Wonder Woman series. Remember all those yep. covers? Man. Yep. Oh, I oh, he did do. the inside work too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that I'm I'm really excited for this because he is one of my favorite creatives, and um, I will buy it. So here we go. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, Take these next two if you if you could. Please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, uh, July twelfth, Mark Millar revealed his next series, which will be a um, graphic novel called King of Spies. That will be an exclusive Netflix uh, thing. Um, not entirely sure all the details of it. Or you know what? He didn't even name the artist, which it didn't bother me at first. I didn't think about it, and then I was like wait a second, why don't you not say... Like, he's usually really good about, um, you know, talking about his artist, but he doesn't even say anything. So I was like, eh, okay. Uh, anyway, I'm a huge Mark Millar fan. I literally just received my uh, Jupiter's Legacy Requiem comics today. So that's one that I will, I'll be picking up for sure. For sure. So these are... These are in association with image usually, usually, right? The Netflix ones or no? Um, yeah, yeah. Typically, image will put them out because the creator owned and he has a good relationship with like Reborn and Magic Order are through image. Um, actually, probably MPH as well. And he said, you know, he did really well with uh, the Secret Service, aka Kingsman, and he wanted to keep doing spy stories, but obviously Fox owns that in the cinematic world um so you know at least with netflix and that deal with them owning millar world they can always turn something into something so oh that's right he's a spy uh but there's monsters in the world that's right so you know interesting and then uh finally friend brother of uh you know, Defat Entertainment here. Ruben Romero has signed a deal uh, with Behemoth Comics to put out his comic book, The Illusion Witch. Um, very big news. Uh, they've got a deal uh, right now to put out the comic for um, Turbo Kid, and they put out a lot of other great titles. So, like Freak Snow as well. Uh, very excited to see Ruben in that company. And you will likely see him at New York City Comic Con uh, this upcoming fall. Awesome. Congrats, yeah. buddy. Congrats. Congrats awesome. indeed, Ruben. Yes. Um, okay. So let's head over to Crowd Sorcery. And I got to put the link in here. But uh, I saw this, this thing because I am a drinker. Uh, <laughs> I like I like my libations uh, distilled over here on Kickstarter craft spirits from around the world in this highly thematic strategy card game. Uh, it's got 16 days to go as of this funding. It had an $18,000 goal. It's already at 227,000 by Paverson games, wow. which is insane. First time uh kickstarter people so they must have a following because that is an insane goal to just destroy um so check that out we'll leave the link in the show notes for that and uh i will i will put it in if you're reading the comments today check out this kickstarter because it looks pretty interesting um so that's it for crowd sorcery Let's move over to TV news. Chris, you have to take this one. I do. I mean, how amazing is it that Silverhawks is is coming back to TV? It's kind of crazy, right? It's like Super 7 puts these figures up for pre-order. 
water and all of a sudden we have a TV show. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are. I, I, I wish I could see those kind of numbers or like they could report them after the fact or, because I'd be really interested to see like what if maybe that kind of thing would inspire this. Maybe it was in the works. Maybe they just want to revive everything that was old and make it new again. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be called like Silverhawks Fly you know, in the light of Thundercats roar, I hope not, but, uh, <laughs> Silverhawk down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That sounds ultra gritty, actually. Um, <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, but yeah, the Nacelle, Nacelle, that's Nacelle company. Is that what the name is? I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're bringing back the, the old Rankin and Bass show, um, about a bunch of, cybernetic police people with with wings that fight an intergalactic gangster interest to see if they'll just totally revamp the show which i would like to see oh, them yeah. do um yeah. you know with of course multiracial characters um <laughs> would be great so let's let's see that i would love to see um this be a definitely aim more towards us you know our age but maybe to get the kids in on the toys um but this is coming from the people that gave us you know the movies that made us the toys that made us and you know more so i'm sure they'll do it justice yeah this is um like you said came out of nowhere kind of situation and um it'll be interesting to see how that turns out Mm -hmm. uh something is killing the children uh which is a boom comics uh the people behind dr sleep and the haunting of hill house so trevor macy and mike flanagan are set to be doing that um and as a live action uh so as a live action show one thing that's a little different than most uh netflix series is that it is getting a pilot instead of straight to series usually netflix just literally says okay let's do it let's do you know 10 12 episodes or whatever these guys are getting a pilot so i'm not quite sure if that means anything necessarily but uh yeah i'm i'm pretty excited to see um you know what this what this all has in has in mind uh because yeah that's it i'm excited to see what that means (laughs) yeah i just have one thought on it i mean it's just kind of they cancel so much stuff at the same time you know they'll they'll give like oh here's the order now we're gonna spend all this money on it so i I, maybe they're learning from those mistakes (laughs) yeah maybe they're like oh we shouldn't do that (laughs) i don't know who uh i don't know who wrote something as killing the children uh, I God. know Tywin, you know, however you say his name, is Tinian? one of the producers. Tinian, is that how you say it? I don't know. I always call him Tinian the fourth. Is that it? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Jeez, I'm horrible. Yeah, he, he wrote it. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So, yes. yeah, I know it's sold over a million copies so far. Like, people love it. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got so that new a- series, the house on the or house on the lake or whatever from DC Black Black Label. Yep, one of yep. the first creator-owned comics <laughs> yep. over at DC. Pretty excited, interesting. interesting. It's crazy. What, what's this Blade Runner news? What, what is this Blade Runner Black Lotus? Um, more Blade Runner, more Blade Runner, obviously. 
This is going to be a uh, anime, including Brian Cox, Jessica Henwick, and Stephen Root doing voices. Um, and uh, Jessica Henwick is the uh, is the star voice of it. Thirteen episodes. It's going to be. Um, I want to say it's going to be on Adult Swim, yeah, and Crunchyroll sometime later on this year. I always want more Blade Runner, so I know no complaints you do. here. I know. Uh, moving on, American Horror Stories has a trailer, so we know that season ten is coming. Um, but in addition to that, we're getting an anthology series uh, called American Horror Stories. That's going to be coming out. Um, soon actually from the time of this it's coming out in three days so july yes. 15th yeah uh danny trejo <laughs> is a part of it um which is I have a interesting about it, yeah if yeah you have the answer um so like with the show they move the cast from season to season are they having the same cast do show to show and just do different stories or are they honestly swap I it up I think because it's anthology, I think it's just going to be different, different people for each little thing. Um, like Matt Bomer is coming in. Billy Lord is coming in. Um, Paris Jackson is coming in. Which is, uh, so, yeah, just it, it's I, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to set it up, but. I would imagine if you're going to go and do like these little vignettes, then you don't need that many actors to be involved. Right. I was like, when I first heard of it, I was like, man, if they did like, did it that way, like their normal style, it'd be kind of interesting, but we we shall see. Definitely, definitely trying to compete with that anthology wave. Yes. Which I'm all about. All, all about. Um, So, Epics uh, is unveiled or has unveiled a trailer uh, for Chapel Wait. Um, this is going to be a new series um, that's based off of Stephen King's novella Jerusalem's Lot, uh, which is kind of in the same realm as Salem's Lot, except for this is going to be set in the 1850s. Adrian Brody is going to be the star. And if you're like me, and I'm just saying that to the audience because I know Chris is like me, you love vampires and like bring on more vampire stuff. <laughs> this is about vampires? Well, it's set in the Salem's Lot world. Oh, man. I, oh, man. I thought it would be about something <laughs> different, though, because it was Jerusalem's Lot or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. What is this? What did you so, say this was on? Epics? Epics, and it comes out August 22nd. No, oh, man. Yep. And I like I like Adrian Brody quite a bit. Yes, I agree. Yep. So I have not read that novella. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know anything about it, but I know I like vampires. <laughs> and I like Stephen King. So I'm sure that we're probably in for some some interesting stuff there. And uh, I'm excited about it. So 
The Witcher had WitcherCon um, last week, Friday, maybe, from the time they were doing this. Yeah, over the weekend. It was over the weekend. Yeah, Mm -hmm. over the weekend. Okay, so season two is coming out. Uh, That's on December 17th. Um, Earth Day. Earth Day. Life Day. Maybe. Uh, Moses. can't Can't take it. I know. Moses says Salem's Lot vampires are also in Dark Tower. Well, isn't everything in Dark Tower, Moses, from all of Stephen King's novels, of including himself? That doesn't surprise me. Um, World between worlds. So, yeah, se- season two. Very excited about The Witcher. Uh, Sophia Brown is going to be stepping into the role, uh, the main role in the prequel. Um, I think that's like the beginning of, like. The Witchers, right? Like she's the first Witcher, possibly. Yeah, it goes way, way back. Uh, yeah, it's called Blood Blood Origin, uh, because also we have another casting to that as well with M- Michelle Yeoh. Uh, so that, yeah, hunt like centuries before, no, twelve hundred years before, twelve hundred years before. I mean, so, it's still centuries, but yes, yes, yes <laughs> a yeah. lot of centuries. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Uh, I love The Witcher, honestly. It's just it was it was such a fun show, and it was it was great. I I just thought great production quality to it. Um, Definitely, definitely more like Xena, Hercules uh, than Game of Thrones, uh, which I liked. But this 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 trailer, I watched the trailer, and it's it's it was like I'm just so excited. So so yeah. excited for the coming season to see what they do with Siri. So pumped. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it. Um, I'm not so familiar with Sophia Brown, but I'm very familiar with Michelle Yeoh. I've seen mostly everything that she's been in. So yeah, I hey, more Witcher is good Witcher in my rule book, and uh, I'm all about it. So bring it on. All right. Let's move over to movie news, but let's continue The Witcher. More Witcher. More <laughs> Witcher. More Witcher. Uh, we've got an animated prequel called Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. Uh, that's coming in August. Um, I don't really know much about it other than the studio who's doing it. I also worked on The Legend of Korra. Um, and it follows uh, Geralt's mentor, Vesemir. So... Uh, you know, it's hey, again, like I said, all the Witcher, bring it on, and uh, especially animated. You know, it seems yep. like Netflix is just going all in on animation this year. <laughs> well, it's it's really good way to like fill in between the seasons too. I mean, this is the Witcher is just getting a full multimedia spread as well. I mean, yeah, it's, for sure. I, I didn't even put the manga on here that they they announced as well. So. Um, anime, manga, new season, the TV show, and and much, much more. I'm sure coming from this amazing world. Um, but yeah, I I can't wait. <laughs> Moses is excited about it. He says, "I didn't think it was silly. It was a good mix game of Xena." Yeah, not, <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying like silly, goofy, goofy. I just I laughed more than it was epic and badass, but. I did laugh a lot too because it was tongue in cheek and and some funny situations. So, yeah, I mean, like that goat that he fought and stuff like that. That was hilarious. Uh, though so it's in the book, and I read the book, so 
uh moses said people can work from home it's easier with animations with COVID and all yeah and, and you're right with that like i think that does really say a lot because the voice actors can literally do it um i just saw a picture of sarah michelle geller in her um closet uh apparently recording voice <laughs> for the he-man <laughs> you know what i mean so like really? you can you can do that now with animation so you know yeah a lot more actors can still work and they don't need to even have a studio necessarily she doesn't she doesn't have a recording studio come on sarah michelle I, you know her and freddie prince at this point with all the with all the voiceover work they've done they probably should have one but right yeah uh he said it was entertaining i can't wait yeah me either man me either um all right so amblin uh you know steven spielberg's company there uh they have a new deal with netflix um so they'll have multiple new films made by the production company i find this particularly interesting only because steel uh spielberg talks so much shit about netflix and how it's not movies and you got to go to a theater and it's like yeah well guess what buddy this is the future so get in it or don't your Scorsese did it, so you can do it. <laughs> if Harrison Ford went back to be Han Solo and Indiana Jones, anybody can do anything. So, and I believe it will happen. So, I mean, you know what? It's like you say one thing one day, you say another thing the other. So, nobody cares anymore. It may be documented on Twitter, but who cares? Everybody, like, you see how much money these streaming services are making, especially after we just had a pandemic. Um, I mean, it's just, it's insane. And I mean, we're just getting back to the movies now. So it's it's changed the world. It's changed how we view things and how money is made. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I really want to know what this really can entail. Me too. Me too. I think they're probably going to do at least 14 E.T. sequels and prequels and animes. <laughs> anyway, next. <laughs> can we just do a Transform- track? <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. I'll even get into it. Transformers Rise of the Beast. That comes out on June 24th uh, next year. Ron Perlman has been cast as Optimus Primal. What you know, like, what do you think about this? I haven't watched a Transformers movie since the fourth one. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Let me put it this way: I should have watched Bumblebee. I have not watched it yet. I want. To. Oh, Bum- Bumblebee's great. Right. Great. And it's outside of kind of outside of this in a way, but I did not watch the last night. Um, and I thought this whole universe was dead. And then all of a sudden they announced this. I was like, what, what, what just happened? I thought we were like rebooting has like Hasbro stuff. So we could do some cool crossovers with like mask and whatnot. What, what the hell is going on? We got a new GI Joe movie. We got snake eyes. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to the Michael Bay world. Keep, keep away from that shit. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So I love Ron I, Perlman, but I love Rob Perlman. You know, he's like Keith David of white people. So you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all about him in that role. <laughs> I'm never gonna maybe I should write that as the name of the episode. <laughs> that, that you've changed my world. All right, Rod Perlman. Just, the, the, anyway, we're moving on. Uh, the harder they fall, got a trailer. If you haven't seen, oh it man, yet, I didn't watch amazing. it. Oh, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's. I didn't know this, but Jay Z is the um, producer on the film, and um, it just looks like a badass western starring a bunch of African Americans: um, Regina King, Idris Elba, uh, Jonathan Majors, Lee Keith. Jeez. Uh, anyway, you know him. He's in like a thousand different things. So just all star cast, and I cannot wait for this movie. It looks awesome. I love westerns. You love westerns. You need to watch this trailer. You, I'm gonna watch you this will trailer. especially like it. Yeah. I knew I forgot to do something this afternoon. Um, so <laughs> I'll do that after I'm on the TV. So, yeah, I can't right. wait. Um, it's, it's it's time for a good western. It really is. It is. It is. <laughs> um, next, don't breathe. Two David comes in it? Up. I'm just joking. No, I wish he actually maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I watched. My dad visited, and uh, we watched a bunch of directive streaming videos. And uh, Michael Jai White is always a pleasure. Love watching that guy. Uh, he's just, a, you know what? He's one of those kind of guys who should be in everything because he's yeah. really good. Uh, so Scott just Atkins on again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Scott Atkins and Michael Jai White, those two, they, they they're the low budget. Arnold and I don't know <laughs> Wesley Snipes. <laughs> They're good though. Uh, don't breathe. Awesome movie. Fetty Alvarez, who did the uh, Evil Dead reboot, was he did this movie? Don't breathe. He's doing a sequel to it. Um, he wrote it. He's not directing it, but I watched the trailer. It looks absolutely awesome. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Rodo Sayagase, who I don't know at all, but you know how Fetty Alvarez got found? He did this mm-hmm. movie like short on and put it up on YouTube, and Sam Raimi just happened to see that and contacted him and got him to do the Evil Dead reboot. So same thing with like the guy who did Lights Out. Lights Out, another little little movie. Uh, put it up on YouTube, got found out, and now is making movies in Hollywood. So you just never know nowadays. It's it's so crazy. Uh, but yeah, Don't Breathe sequel. Uh, Stephen Lang, who's awesome. You know, good movie. Can't wait for the sequel. I don't think I've seen it, honestly. Now that I think about it, I, I've been meaning to watch it. Because yeah. we would have talked about it, yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. Um, and I Love that Evil Dead remake. So yeah, that absolutely. movie is that movie's scary. Actually, <laughs> it's just a scary movie. Um, oh. Finally, movie news: uh, Scott Snyder has his next movie set to be called Rebel Moon, another Netflix exclusive. Uh, this is a Japanese, well, an intergalactic adventure inspired by uh, Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa and Star Wars. So uh, at some point in time, Zack Snyder pitched a Star Wars movie. They denied it. And this is him getting his chance to kind of like put his stamp out there. Um, I, I, I'm a hundred thousand percent behind this because I think Zack Snyder is a good filmmaker I think he should do sci-fi. He hasn't really done that yet. 
you know, like, what's your thought on this? I think it sounds amazing. Uh, I didn't, I never knew that he did pitch something for star Wars. Uh, so I'm glad he didn't get it because I would rather yeah. see his version of it outside of a star Wars universe because you know, the restrictions that go with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love Zack Snyder for everything except for some of his decisions with DC. I mean, I like his, I like his filmmaking. I liked how he made those movies, but that's my only thing. You know, it's like yeah. everything else he's done. I love. So I'm, I loved army of the dead. And I'm excited to see more stuff from him and Netflix. So exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that collaboration continues on and, Defect Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. Defect Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with Defect Comics. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream, ale... Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. (laughs) A political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like, bad. Chris, bring us over to the video games, man. Yeah, so some big some big news in gaming uh, from the world of Assassin's Creed. So there was a leak about an assassin, like, basically like an Assassin's Creed. It was called Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is like basically an MMO, right? In in the light of like yeah. Red Dead Online, GT Online, and so forth. So um and then they immediately announced it after it leaked. So this is interesting, uh, because you know the last still working on Valhalla and getting the out DLC out and then probably working on whatever is the true next gen Assassin's Creed game. Uh but they do have a collaborative uh cross studio structure with uh Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec. Uh, so both those studios will be working together to um, put the Assassin's Creed series out as a whole, uh, and and so this is kind of exciting. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge gamer like that. Uh, with with I love playing Assassin's Creed and put hours upon hours into that, but uh, the multiplayer aspect of it doesn't interest me too much. But I'd have to see more from it, and it might be actually yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I agree. It's I like that. I can't even say world because it's worlds. You know what I mean? At this point with Assassin's Creed, I know that there was a story at some point with Ezio and all that kind of stuff. But do they even still do that? Like, do they still go to the future and and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, there's still there's still very. I mean, it's it's not. It's good narrative, but it's not very. I guess cohesive. It it is. It's just okay. not super. It's not like that story. It's not as okay. It's not as important. They're they're concentrating on like these these time periods and really like developing that and the culture and and giving us all that with 
an Assassin's Creed light story behind it, you know, and then you'll get lore mm-hmm. like through the readings and stuff that you you find in the game and stuff like that. But you know, I I. I, the first one I played was Assassin's Creed Three, uh, so I did play one of those older games. I've I've got the the old trilogy. I need to play it, uh, but yeah, I I love what they've done with it. I do like open world exploration sandbox game like this, and um, I'm really excited to see what they can do on PlayStation Five. Um, but we'll see what, like I said, we'll see how this Infinity goes. Yeah, it's you know I'm not typically an mmo or you know like that kind of person but i i like it being in that world so uh moses says um just wait until they make ac games that you need to go back and jill yourself from when you played kill yourself from when you played one of the previous games <laughs> okay <laughs> it's happening moses it's happening what's <laughs> what's next Assassin's Creed, the Oasis. Um, exactly. Right. Um, up next, the the whole Dungeons and Dragons Magic the Gathering crossover that that launches soon. Uh, the cards come out later this month. Uh, it just hit Ma- Magic the Gathering Arena, which is the online place where you can play it. So you can get an early look at the, the cards and all of everything that's involved. It's actually um, a neat way to play it because I got... I got into verses when I was in my early twenties and I spent a lot of money. I actually just ripped those out of my garage today to put them on eBay um, as a yeah. lot. And it's just like, I had so many <laughs> freaking cards. I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Like, <laughs> like counting dollar bills as I'm like sitting there um, and I'll get a penny on each car, you know, whatever. But um, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm not going to get into buying. I'm, uh, buying it i'm gonna buy this collector set uh that's coming out like just with some boosters and like the die and some cool stuff but just because i'm a collector in that aspect but i do like the fact that you can play online and, and not clutter clutter your house with a bunch of cardboard so yeah also- <laughs> it's exciting if you're a magic the gathering well it's kind of hard because it's it's exciting if you're a Forgotten Realms fan only, I feel. Um, because, like, I guess it's exciting to be a Magic the Gathering fan because you have new cards and, like, mood powers or whatever. But, like, you know, for us who like Forgotten Realms, it's kind of like, oh, that's a that's a cool way to expand the mythology, expand it to new players, you know, in an interesting take. So for that, I, I, I I'm excited for that. Yeah, and plus we're going to be getting source books. Um, they're also putting out, uh, they just put out a free adventure to celebrate yeah, the, uh, the release. It, yeah. So the mo- the first module is out, but they're going to be doing a, um, this. Okay, the module has five short adventures, um, but then there's going to be more added. So there's four more to come. You got the first one, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's great. It's it's free content. Uh, it's a good way to get kind of everybody in the spirit of it. Um so look forward to that. And I believe there's even there's some other stuff coming at the end of the year. Um, Strixhaven Circul- Circulum of Chaos coming in November, uh, which is going to be set up for uh, for all this stuff to bring in that world into D&D. So vice versa is one of the geekiest things that's ever happened, as I said. Um, for and- sure. Yeah. So it, it's fun. I'm, I, I played Magic with my nephew. Um, 
more than a few times growing up. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, so this is, this is fun because I love, I love fantasy settings. And then, uh, next up a little bit more, uh, D and D stuff this time for the kids. Uh, Wiz kids announces, um, it's called dungeon scrawlers heroes of the Undermountain, and it's a new game for two to four players each player's gap up one of the under mountains in famous infamous levels uh which players then have to traverse by using a marker to draw a continuous line through the different rooms players attempt to score victory points by interacting um by inter- interacting with treasures defeating monsters and gathering artifacts keeping in mind that they have to keep drawing their line while trying to race against other players in real time so this is this will be a kind of an interesting thing to take a look at, I'm sure. So, yeah, I I love it. It's just so cool in general. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Hey, like let's just get new people from all over. I I think it's fantastic. So I'm I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's a huge push for all ages. We've seen it in a lot of different you know geeky geekdoms and whatnot. So. If you get the young people involved now, these things will never go away. And that's good for us old people, too. And even you <laughs> older older people, the oldest. Exactly. People. <laughs> the old-ass people. <laughs> um, so I guess Nintendo let people down once again uh, with a lackluster announcement. Um, there is no Switch 4K coming as of yet. Uh, they did announce a new Switch, though, with OLED. Uh, screen which is unimpressive to me because playstation did it with the vita um but hey it's the mid model i guess at this point if you need a new switch this is the one to get um i guess playing metro dread on it would be not but around that time i'm not i'm not done to talk about it anymore so who cares yeah <laughs> yeah um bob it's, says oh, magic it's white. rocks oh it's white yeah i know uh bob Bob loves Magic the Gathering, so. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, he does awesome. for sure. Awesome, yeah. He's tried to get me to play it for years. <laughs> um, but the Switch, I don't care. Honestly, I don't like. I don't need a new display. For, like, unless the graphicals graphics are insane in some way. But at the same time, Nintendo's about gameplay, not about graphics. I don't care. Right, they've but if you don't have behind. one, yeah, they they're always behind. Right, exactly. Like you said, it's the time to get one. Don't be buying that L light switch. No, um, at this point. Yeah. Um, and then this this Guinness World Record happened. Uh, the most expensive video game collectible ever sold. Uh, Super Mario sixty four unopened uh, sold at auction for record breaking one point five million dollars. <laughs> this is bonkers just yeah. bonkers people go check your closets go check your basements yeah Man. it's it's just crazy in all the ways and um good on that person who kept it and rated it at a 9.8 never <laughs> opening it um moses says i gotta get my my crap together he says their backwards compatibility is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is for sure. Not your crap, Nintendo's crap. Nintendo's crap. Can't even I give know. us 
Metroid anthology. Give us the Metroid. Like, just give it. Just port it already. All right. I agree. Oh. <laughs> Chris, what time is it, though? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, toy enthusiasts and action figure collectors, let's talk toys. Uh, first up, after the friend set, which I was like, I don't need. It's a neat idea, but why don't they just make Seinfeld? Well, they're making Seinfeld, and uh, you're going to get Jerry's Jerry's living room set uh, with all the minifigures, including Newman, uh, a Festivus pole, um, and the marbled rye. Some really neat little accessories with this set. Uh, leave the link in here, Casey, because uh, I think this is the official Lego shop one. It's uh, going to be released on August 1st. Get ready. It's eighty dollars. Yeah. If you're VIP, if you're VIP, uh, July twenty first. So I'll be there. I will. You know, here's the thing. Seinfeld is the greatest show of all time up there. You know, with Buffy. Uh, so that's it. Game over. It's an instant buy, and I don't have to think about it and take my money. Uh, Lego, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> See that's, now that's the friends, the friends ones are getting expansions. They're getting their apartments as well. I guess Besides, I do want the friends one. I that? really do. Yeah, I you know I am so, a big friends fan, so I do want it. Right, but that that makes me really hope for like Monk's Diner, um, <laughs> maybe like the theater with Kramer and his like his King King Henry suit or whatever it was. Yeah, Kenny I don't know. Rogers roasters. Right, Kramer's <laughs> apartment with that neon sign. Top outside. of the muffin to you. <laughs> uh, you know, like so there's, the, there's the sleeping sleeping shelves with mini figures yeah. in them. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait. I know they will make more, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Next up, sideshow is making the Big Lebowski, the Jude one six scale figure. Um, and while I do like it, I just don't feel like it has enough stuff with it, like a rug that would tie everything together, you know, or no, the platform that he stands on is, is a the rug. rug. I know is the rug. <laughs> it's smart. Like um, I get what you're saying, but it is the rug. <laughs> I want more. I want his robe. I want like a I want like a carton of half and half. Why doesn't he? Hold, you know who should have done this is Blitzway, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least there's and, like and four I, white Russians to drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great. I um, we just viewed it with my my we had a at my uh, my brother in law's house with my nephews and my dad, and we all watched it and drank white Russians and recited lines and had fun. Mm-hmm. So, cult movie, cult classic. If I still collected one six figures, I would probably get it. I've cut if it off. had more accessories, I guarantee you would get it. <laughs> let's, let's. I know you. <laughs> let's wait and see if they make Walter. So, Walter is my favorite. with a gun with Donnie in a can. <laughs> like game over. Anyway, exactly. sorry. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, we gotta get back to the real world here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week the. The fan channels got the Masters of the Universe Revelation figures uh, finally up, yeah. And so they've been on they've been 
I guess a couple of them have been on target. Like you, you get uh, the Skelegod and Battle Cat, but Skelegod, I don't, I'm not finding him on any of the fan channel. Nope, I just found him. Never mind, I lied. Um, so you can get them all now on there, but they also put up uh, Wave Two, which they have not. Mm. They didn't really announce officially. Uh, it just kind of popped up. So uh, if you're interested, we are getting Beastman, Tila, uh, Man at Arms, and Spike Or for that wave. Uh, so. I can't wait. What is it? July 23rd, like just under 10 days away until the, the premiere. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to probably have, to, I'm going to give in and buy uh, these. So that's it. Are you? It's, it's tough. How, how am I not like, surprised? <laughs> you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, nor am I. Um, yeah. What I did regret today, though, uh, was sitting there trying to decide if I wanted to buy that McFarlane Batmobile, the Batman 66 one that just went mm-hmm. up for pre-sale pre- today. I had it. Then they put up the Bat Cave, which would be perfect in like a Detal for something, like for display. It, it looks like really kind of shitty, but when you think about it in in terms of like spreading everything out in a Detal shelf and then putting the Batmobile in, in, in between, hey, I'm a big enough fan to buy that stuff, but the car sold out as usual with these these exclusives so i'm pretty sure it'll be wide eventually uh i know target and mcfarland have a great buddy relationship and they're getting a lot of the great um pre-orders there which usually aren't an issue if you're right on it but they do sell out uh so know that i think the bat cave is still in 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 stock but i'm gonna wait maybe i'll find the stuff in store uh both of those are supposed to be in store uh later this month and then the figures are going to be in store in August. So you get Batman, Robin, and the Joker. Uh, and then online on Target exclusively in September. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. I got kind of confused, though. They were saying five points of articulation. And then their knees bend and their elbows bend. Like, yeah. I thought five pole was the head moved, the arms right. moved, and the legs like moved. And that was it. These are definitely not five points of articulation. I'm confused. No. I'm going to leave all these links up except for this last one. No, maybe this last one. Too. No, this is an official one, too. Um, yeah, let's leave them up. Um, oh, I I did join Hasbro Pulse. So I did. So it. I need to give you my order. Okay, good. Yeah. Hold the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. You or me, and, you know, we can just share. <laughs> no, exactly. And um, so Hasbro Pulse Con 2021 is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And they they put up all these exclusives, and you know they're going to have repulse first. So, and and a lot of things like this, you have to have that membership to get the first wave, um, and to be basically guaranteed it's not going to sell out. So the minute yeah. that I saw <clears throat> that that power of the force, I'll be careful. You'll be dead set. Yeah, um, I had to have <laughs> it because um, Papa Baba and Doctor whatever his name is, they're my favorite characters. Um, <laughs> And I'm so happy they're getting the uh, the six the six six inch treatment. So finally, um, good stuff. Um, also, getting six inch treatment uh, is Dave Filoni. He's getting a I don't even yes. know what his character's name is, but we're getting that X wing version of him as a collector's figure in that cool slide box. I think it's uh, Panda so Baba. <laughs> Panda Baba. No, it's Banda Paba. That's Dave Filoni's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Lord Lord 
Glucus. Glucus. Yes. <laughs> George Lucas. Lucas Light. Oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he that's was... cool, though. I'm, I'm excited for his character. <clears throat> Yeah, and there's other other great things like the Emperor's Throne is going to be like a TVC oh, uh, that finally. size scale, and uh, that uh, I have a six inch one, but now they're finally getting that one around. So, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, plus, whatever else is going to come from the other Hasbro stuff. I'm waiting for more D and D stuff. I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten more announcements. I mean, we got that. It's kind of weird. Maybe it didn't sell that much. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I thought that up. was going to be a full <laughs> rollout. Yeah. Yeah, it's still up. It's like limited two per person, so you know they're not moving out. So maybe, maybe you'll never catch on. But I, I bought another one because I opened mine. Yeah, yep, as, exactly. As I normally do. All right, no, no date for that. Um, but that is the end of the pursuit of plastic for for this this show, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So, what what uh, we got some plugs here, Chris? What you? <laughs> Tell me about we that. do we we do so uh, I just want to give a shout out to White Imprints, uh, who little independently owned apparel shop and print shop down in Cuba, New York, uh, that does our apparel for both Defat Entertainment and Defat Comics. So we will leave this yes. link in the show notes if you would like like a Defat Entertainment hoodie, which I just got. It's it's gorgeous, um, or any of our other other shows that have done some great apparel so check it out uh so they make other things too so support independent businesses and then <clears throat> defense entertainment the greatest pod work, pod podcast network of all time uh has plenty of shows for you if you're into whatever like politics or movies or geeky pop culture news or comic book movies oh gosh so much good stuff even star wars man I mean, everybody loves Star Wars. <laughs> so. I would say that that DFAT Entertainment is is enough to satisfy all your geekly needs in whatever capacity that sounds like. Yes, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys, check out DFATEntertainment.com. Uh, check out our social media at DFATENT, and um, you can see all of the shows that we do here. And go to White Imprints to then buy all of the <laughs> swag related to those shows. So you can represent, and people in your neighborhood will go, Oh my gosh, what is a DFAT? Well, right. let me tell you. <laughs> um, this has been great doing the live show with you guys. Uh, we'll be getting more consistent, uh, you know, as the summer winds down and uh, we're not traveling all over the planet. Um, so this is Casey saying, go read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel.